You're listening to Richard Ellis Talks with Richard Ellis. If you're looking for some encouragement, words of hope, and maybe a laugh or two, that's exactly what Richard wants to share with you today. We know life can get pretty busy and complicated, so we're truly grateful you've chosen to take a break and listen to the program. Now, if you're not able to hang out with us for the entire program, you can always pick it back up at our website, richardellistalks.com. In fact, you can find all of Richard's talks right there waiting just for you, richardellistalks.com. So, with today's talk, here's Richard Ellis. All right, tech support. Why we should feel sorry for tech support people. A woman called the Canon help desk with a problem with her printer. The tech asked her if she was running it under Windows. The woman then responded, no, my desk is next to the door. But that's a good point. The man sitting in the cubicle next to me is under a window and his is working fine. (laughs) I'm telling you guys, these are actual stupid things people say. Overheard in a computer shop. Customer, I'd like a mouse mat, please. Salesperson, certainly, sir. We've got a large variety. Customer, but will they be compatible with my computer? (laughs) Some of you that don't have computers don't get that, I guess. I once received a fax with a note on the bottom to fax the document back to the sender when I was finished with it because he needed to keep it. (laughs) Some of you look at me like, what? Isn't that what you're supposed to do? Some of you have lost a lot of documents that way that people didn't send them back to you. All right, let's skip down to this one. Tech support. All right, now double-click on the file manager icon. Customer, that's why I hate this Windows, because of the icons. I'm a Protestant, and I don't believe in icons. (laughs) Tech support. That's just an industry term, sir. I don't believe it was meant to. Customer, I don't care about any industry terms. I don't believe in icons. Tech support. Well, why don't you click on the little picture of a file cabinet? Is little picture okay? And they hung up on it. All right, I'll give you one more of these. Customer, my computer crashed. Tech support, it crashed? Yeah, it won't let me play my game. Tech support, all right, hit Control-Alt-Delete to reboot. Customer, no, it didn't crash, it crashed. Tech support, huh? I crashed my game. That's what I said before, I crashed my spaceship and now it doesn't work. (laughs) Tech support, click on File, then New Game. Wow, how'd you learn how to do that? All right, there's some of your tech support things. And I left a lot of them off here, so be glad for that. All right, we're going to look today at a time for everything. And we're going to take today's message out of Ecclesiastes chapter 3 and the first eight verses. And I'm going to spend some time on the contrasting things. For some of you, you'll recognize this list immediately. For some of you, you may have never read it and don't even know this is in the Bible, so that'll be good too. But this book, Ecclesiastes, was written by Solomon, probably the wisest man who ever lived. And it's a great read. It's not that many chapters, just 10 or 11 chapters. I think the whole book, 12 chapters. So you can sit down and read it, and I would recommend you do that this week sometime too. But at this point in what he's writing, he gets to chapter 3, and King Solomon says this, "...to everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven." And I'm going to read you some definitions here. The definition, this word here, season, now listen to this. The word is defined as, it's a Hebrew word that means a set time, an appointed time, or a time. 
when Solomon says to everything there is a season, what he's saying is there is a set time for everything that happens. It's like there's this clock, there's this eternal clock of some kind. Now there's a huge difference in this, by the way, than fate. Some people live by fate. Well, I guess it was just supposed to happen to me. Some people believe heavily in predestination. And I think there's a buddy of mine told me about this guy that fell down and got up and said, well, I'm glad that's over with. <laughs> but this word implies that there is a set time and it comes from a word that means to appoint a time, be fixed, be appointed. It's just, it's time. And there are things in history when you look, and I don't want to hit too many of these, but if you go back, look at, for instance, Noah and the ark. There's a time and place when it started raining, and God knew it was going to rain. And by the way, before Noah, it had never rained. I don't know if you've ever looked in this, maybe just a bit of trivia for you, but it had never rained before that. And there was just this thing, this moisture, this mist that covered the earth. And one of the reasons the rainbow was so impressive is that it had never rained, so nobody had seen a rainbow. When it rained and it stopped raining, there was a rainbow. That was God's sign. I'll never do this again because all heaven broke loose and the earth broke loose, the fountains of the deep let go, the heavens let go, and just flooded the planet. There was this canopy of water. But there was a time for that to happen, and it happened. And there are things in your life and mine that when it's time, it's going to happen. And I'll give you some of this list here in just a minute that he covers. So this word season, to everything there is a season, and a time for every purpose under heaven. Now this word time means just that, time of an event or time just usual time or experiences or fortunes or occurrence or occasion. So there is a time for every purpose under heaven. And the word purpose means delight, pleasure, desire, longing, the good pleasure, that in which one takes delight. So let's read it again. To everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. Now he starts this list after saying that's what this time thing is about, these appointed times, by saying a time to be born and a time to die. That's where it all starts, pretty much, and that's where it ends. There's a time to be born. Again, I don't want to go off on too many of these tangents, but guys, even, and this is going deep fast, so just hold on. Even if somebody is born and the circumstances of their birth are not ideal, the mom and dad are not married, that already hits a few people. Maybe your mother was raped and that's how you were born? Let me tell you something. There is a time for everything. And how you got here is not as important as the fact that you are here. So don't go back. I understand that the circumstances, how those things hit your mom, your family, and even you, and you think I'm a result of whatever. Let me tell you something. No matter how you got here, you are here. And the fact that you are here means there was a point in time for you to be born. That's where it starts. And if you are born and you make it and you're alive, there is a reason for you to be alive. So stop questioning how you got here and why things happen and just say, God, you know what? Thank you that I'm here. And I wouldn't be here if you didn't have a purpose and it wasn't according to your pleasure for me to be here. So help me get on with it, not be tied to the past and how I got here. I don't know who that hits, but some of you know people who struggle with these things. A time to be born and a time to die. Some of you have been watching the news. What happens? God can stop that stuff, right? You say, oh my gosh, he's going to open a can of worms. The can's been open for hundreds and thousands of years. That's a question that everybody you know, everybody you talk to about the God thing, if God's so powerful and he loves us and he can do anything, why does he let people suffer? There is a time for everything. 
And at some point, guys, as we go through this list of things, whether it's how you're born or how you die or when you die, and there is a reason, there is a plan, there is a purpose, and there's two words I want us to look at as we go through this today. One word is sovereignty. The second word is providence. Now listen to the definition of this word sovereign. A superlative in quality. This is just out of the dictionary. Of the most excellent kind, supreme, having generalized curative powers, a sovereign remedy, of an unqualified nature, unmitigated, having undisputed ascendancy, paramount, possessed of supreme power, supreme ruler, unlimited in extent, absolute, enjoying autonomy, independent, relating to or characteristic of defending of a sovereign, someone who has complete control. You have to believe that God is in control and has not lost control, or you cannot believe in the second word, which is his providence. Now, if you say with the first four words of the scriptures, in the beginning God, you believe that, then you're going to have to believe in the sovereignty of God and that he has not lost control and he has a plan and a purpose for everybody's life. If you don't believe that, then you're going to have to throw him out, forget that he exists, and just say it's all chance. It's all fate. Whatever's going to happen is going to happen. You just get lucky or you get, you know, you lose, you win. It just, there's no way to predict it. Nobody's in control. These things just happen. Eat, drink, and be merry. Tomorrow we die. Now guys, think about that. I don't want to live my life just throwing it out there to chance and fate and think there's no plan. There's no purpose. And there either is a God or there isn't. I believe there is. He is a sovereign God. Now, I know this is it's a little tricky and complicated, and you say, but if he is sovereign, if he is that awesome and that powerful, why doesn't he stop these terrible things that happen? You want to know why? I don't know. And you're going to ask that question until you die, maybe, and you're going to have people ask you that question, and at some point, faith steps off a ledge and says, you know what? I don't know, but I know he does, and that's enough. And I will never be God and one day I'll know God and this stuff will make sense. But until then, I'm going to trust that he is sovereign and that within his providence, and let me read you the definition for providence, divine guidance or care, God conceived as the power sustaining and guiding human destiny, the quality or state of being provident. God conceived as the power sustaining and guiding human destiny. I do not believe that things happen by chance. Now, if you do, guys, you're going to live a very confused life. Now, very parenthetically here, because this is a whole nother topic, let me discuss with you a little bit what your options are when things go haywire. Under God's sovereignty and control and within His providence, when things don't go your way, you're not getting rich. Your marriage isn't working. Your kids are not obeying. They're not even coming home on time. Your job is not fun. Your boss is a nightmare. All these things in your life are a disaster, and you say, you know what? I just got the wrong end of the deal. Something is wrong in my life. You're either going to spend the rest of your life complaining and arguing with God, and woe is me, and why'd you do this to me? Or you're going to say, you know what, God? I believe you're in control, and you got a plan, and I don't care. I'd love for things to change, but if they don't, I have nowhere else to go. I will trust you. You say, well, Richard, that's not any fun. Let me tell you something. Dying a bitter old person is not fun either. And if you want to grind and grind and grind and complain and worry and be angry at God and shake your fist and slam it down every day and say, you know what, God, I don't deserve this. You're not going to see any good come from anything because you're so busy being mad. You just can't see anymore. Stop a minute and say, you know what, God, I don't get it. I don't know if you're so great and you're so powerful and you can do anything 
then why is so-and-so over here, this absolute reprobate, a thief, a lying, cheating thief, his life is great, he ditches his wife, he gets another sweet young thing, he has more babies, he lives in a nice house, he's got a great company. Why is he getting all this? You know, God, I don't know why about that, but I figure there's a payday someday, so God have mercy on his soul and on mine. If I don't thank you, I'm going to trust you. What else are you going to do? Now, if you take this tact and you trust this God to do these things, then listen to this list. There's a time to be born, a time to die. It's going to come. There's a time to plant and a time to pluck what is planted. Now, I've been thinking about these more years that I read these things. You know what? There's a time to plant. I don't know jack about any of this, but I'm going to try to take a shot at it. <laughs> I see these people going to these flower places, whatever, and come out with these bulb things and have these special tools, and they go down these holes and drop these bulbs two feet. You know, Martha Stewart, who's, you know, the most boring thing I've ever seen in my life. Now, <laughs> anybody watches, I mean, she's a brilliant lady, but she just kind of walks around and you put a bulb in the ground and it's just this. I'm like, just, you know, breathe or something every once in a while, you know, no excitement. But there is a time to plant, right? And then I've seen people go out and this is a bizarre thing to me. They go out like you got this rose bush and everything's going great and they start cutting limbs off. I'm like, don't do that. You're killing the tree. There's a time to cut. There's a time to pluck. There's a time to put it in the ground, there's a time to take it out. You talk to anybody who knows anything about farming, there is a time to plant corn, wheat, all these things. But guys, let me tell you something. There is a very limited time to pluck it and get it out of the ground. And you do it too early, it's not any good. But you wait a day, a tooth, a week with wheat or some of these crops, and they're ruined. They are ruined in the field. There is a time... And it's like clockwork. And it's been going on for hundreds and thousands of years. And God proves to us in this list of things, He says, people are born, people die. It just happens. There's a time to plant. There's a time to pluck. It's just part of what God sets into place. A time to kill and a time to heal. This list doesn't beat around the bush. And then later on it talks about a time of war at the end and a time of peace. You say, well, when is it a time to kill? When is it a time to heal? There are times when killing is necessary. It's not any fun, and you can't get away from it. Read the Old Testament where God says, I will not tolerate sin and wipes out entire groups of people. It's not easy stuff to read, and it's hard to understand, but he's got a reason. You get back to this thing, I'm either going to trust him, and it makes sense, or it doesn't. A time to break down and a time to build up. And I see heads nodding in the crowd, and you've been through both. You know, sometimes if you've ever bought an old house, Sometimes there's just nothing else to do but just tear it down. And a lot of people buy old houses. They have a lot of character. But you know what? They're just not safe. There is a time to tear things down, to break them down. But there is also a time to build up. Now listen to these two. There is a time to weep and a time to laugh. Now see, you can sit in this room just for a few minutes. I can read some stuff. It might be funny. You might laugh or you might cry because it's not funny. But either way it goes... But all of a sudden in one room in a certain period of time, certain things are said and you know what? You laugh. Why? It's a time to laugh. It'd be hard to cry when it's time to laugh. But on the other hand, when something happens tragic in your life, it's really not a time to laugh. And you find yourself weeping. There are certain things, there are certain times in life. And guys, don't try to not do whatever time it is. When it's time to laugh, laugh. When it's time to weep, weep. And men are the worst about this. 
Tragic things happen in a man's life and he sucks it up. Let me tell you something. Let it rip. Weep if it's time to weep. When a man cries, he gives other people permission to cry. There's nothing strong about not weeping when it's time to weep. And sometimes, and you all have heard me, maybe some of you long enough to know, there's a time to cry, and I cry. I cannot not stop it. Let me tell you something, guys especially, when it is time to weep, and it's over somebody else's life and somebody else's tragedy, if you hold back the tears, you hold back God's mercy and His compassion that's flowing in you and through you, and that person seeing it. You sit down trying to be all tough, and your eyes get a little teary, and you say, you know, I really love you, and... I'm hoping God will change your life and you're trying to be all tough. Let me tell you something. You sit down with somebody who screwed their whole life up and you lean in and you look them in the eye and say, you know what? I care what happens to you. And I will not sit by and let the enemy ruin your life and rule your life in this way. And I want you to know I love you and care about you. You start crying over somebody's life, guys. It'll change the whole conversation. There is a time to weep and there's also a time to laugh. You know what? I like to laugh. And I do some stupid things all week long. My poor wife lives with a man who does some stupid things. Let me tell you something, guys. Don't stop laughing. Some of you guys are in marriages where you don't even talk to each other. You're in relationships. You don't even talk anymore. There's no joy. There's no fun. There's no anything. Do something fun. Go bowling. Go you know, steal golf balls or something off a deal. I don't know. Do something fun. Laugh every once in a while. Some of you are so bottled up, so tense, you can't even breathe. And it's interesting, these things, this list is contrast. One extreme is weeping. Let me tell you something. That emotion on the other end is laughing. And people who can't weep a lot of times can't laugh either. And people who can't laugh don't weep much. When you find yourself weeping, you're going to find yourself laughing somewhere from the gut. All right, let's go through a few more of these and then we'll be gone. A time to mourn and a time to dance. Every once in a while, I'll tell a joke at a funeral when it's appropriate and we need to laugh a little bit. But you know what? Sometimes it's just time to cry. There's a time to mourn somebody's loss. Not just cry for a minute, but it can go on for days and weeks sometimes. And some of you experience the loss of a mom or a dad, a brother or sister, and it just doesn't go away when the funeral ends. It comes back over and over. There is a time to weep, to mourn. And I know we're in a Baptist church, but the Bible says there is a time to dance. It can also be translated skip. Okay? So. So for you people who don't believe in icons and dancing, it's a little chest of drawers and skipping. Okay? Now, if you happen to be holding hands and skipping... That's, you know, or kind of sideways and skipping, I guess. That, anyhow, there's a time to party. There's a time to dance. There's a time to have a good time. You know what? I've been raised around a lot of people for whatever. I have seen a lot of people in my life who just can't have a good time. They are terrified. They're going to laugh and have a good time because it's not going to be godly or something. I think Jesus laughed and had a great time. You'll find this in the scriptures. Guys. There's a lot of humor in the scriptures. If you're looking for it. Some people aren't looking for it, and that's the problem. <laughs> a time to cast away stones, a time to gather stones, a time to embrace, and a time to refrain from embracing. There is a time to embrace, and there's a time to refrain from embracing. And you got to know when it's time. There is a time to gain, and there's a time to lose. I've been watching, I don't do the stock market thing, but let me tell you something. Those guys over at broadcast.com, you got some 
amazing things going on. Their stock went from whatever up 100, 200 points, whatever it was, and dropped 70 points yesterday. There's a time to gain, there's a time to lose. <laughs> they didn't get much time, but it's still doing good. There's a time to keep stuff, guys, but there is a time to throw away. And this is not just women, this is men. There are guys that, you know, anyhow, I think we're about to move and I'm gonna have this embroidered in a little plaque and put it up on the wall here. There's a time to throw away. There's a time to tear and there's a time to sow. A time to keep silence and a time to speak. I guess that means that was time to speak. <laughs> there is a time to keep silence and now since my wife is not in the room, let me tell you something. Guys, sometimes just shut up. You know what a man's tendency is to try to make everything okay. Still, I've been married over 10 years. I'm a disaster at this to this day. There are times when my wife does not want me to solve anything. She doesn't want me to answer the questions she's asking. She doesn't want me to do it. Well, now don't go to clapping now. <laughs> Let me find this word. There's a time to clap and there's a time not to clap. There are times she's asking questions. She doesn't want answers to her questions. She's saying things. She doesn't want to respond. She doesn't want me to fix anything. And I'm telling you, I'm admitting this. I'm not good at this. There are times when all she wants me to do is either shut up and listen or just hold her. Now guys, I'm not very good at this. There are certain times I'm better at holding her than others. But there is a time when it isn't about anything else but holding her, rubbing her head, and saying, you know what, sweetheart, it's going to be okay. I got some suggestions about it, but I'm going to keep those till later, and we're just going to absorb what's happened and go. Now, do any women think that's a proper assessment of what you would like to have happen? Uh, well, don't ask me how to do it. I'm just telling you, I've heard it's a good thing to do. Last verse 8, a time to love and a time to hate, a time of war in a time of peace. You know, sometimes you just can't stop it. You're gonna have a war. And I've had this on the brain for whatever reason, World War I, World War II. You know what, when an enemy is attacking and coming through Europe and going into England and the subs are out in the ocean blowing up supply ships and they're coming our way, let me tell you something, it is a time for war. When you have to defend your soil, you have to defend your house. But there's also a time of peace, and thank God there's both. These are extremes. These things are going to happen to you guys. He is a sovereign God. There's divine providence. There's plan. There's direction. There's purpose. Trust Him. And whenever these times, whatever end of the spectrum or wherever you are in between, whatever they happen, just remember that there is a time for everything, and you can't change some of this stuff. But you can change and deal with not how you react to it, but how you respond to it. And that's to say, God, I trust you. If this is my time, I'm ready. And I thank you and I trust you. And I'll go with whatever you got. Before Richard comes back to wrap things up for us today, I'd like to share a couple important things with you. Let me encourage you to take a minute and check out our website, richardellistalks.com. You'll find today's talk right there in the talks page, along with all of Richard's messages. You can even forward them to a friend so they can hear them too. You'll also find the prayer wall to add your prayer requests a link to connect with us, the contribute page for you to be able to give to this ministry, a radio station finder, all our social media links, and much more. So check it out, richardellistalks.com. And Richard's back now to wrap up today's talk. 
let's pray. Father, thank you so much for these few moments, this time that we have together. And I thank you for people who fall into either one of these extremes mentioned or somewhere in between. And Father, no matter what we do, no matter how hard we try, these events just keep coming our way and there's no way to stop them. Father, give us wisdom. Give us the faith, the courage to say, I can't change these things. Some things I can, but when it gets to the stuff that I can't do anything about, Father, I'll trust you. And know that it's just time and trust that whatever you're up to, it's for my good and your glory. Thank you for loving us and for proving that in giving your own son, Jesus Christ, to live perfect life, die on a cross, shed his blood, be buried and raised from the dead, to not just purchase a place for us in heaven that he offers as a free gift, but to provide us abundant life between here and heaven, as well as eternal life after this life. You're an awesome God. You're better to us, Father, than anybody ever could be or would be. And we thank you for that and pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for tuning in today to Richard Ellis Talks. With the busy schedule everyone has these days, it means the world to us that you would take this time to listen. Let us know how it has touched your heart by calling us at 855-6-RICHARD. You can also connect with us at our website, richardellistalks.com. One last thing, Richard Ellis Talks is a daily program, but also has daily costs. And being a listener-supported program means we rely on the financial partnership of our listeners, which means you. Maybe you've given to this ministry before or have waited for the right time. Well, we believe that these talks with Richard are making a difference in your life. So this is how you can make a difference to ours. You can contribute by giving us a call at 855-6-RICHARD or at our website, richardellistalks.com. Thank you for your very generous gifts. It truly means so much to us. God bless and thanks for listening to Richard Ellis Talks.